listeners, this is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is the first PSG Small Talk of 2019 for Sunday, January 6th. Um, Some things to get to on today's show. Again, PSG have started their 2019 with a victory over Stade Pontivie in the Coupe de France round of 64. So let's get to that game. Um... For the most part, it's exactly what you kind of needed. Like, I don't I don't think they played, um, obviously, up to the highest of standards, but they weren't bad either. Like, they were, passes were connecting pretty well. They weren't making too many dumb mistakes. There, there were a couple of things that I'll point out that are a little bit concerning, but... Overall, Neymar looked healthy, which is, I think, sort of the important thing to take out of this, is that he came off that uh, nagging groin injury. He got a bunch of time off. He's been able to sort of rest it and recover, and he looks like he's near 100%. He wasn't exactly in the best of form, but he looks healthy. And that, I think, is a good, that's sort of the important thing besides the win to sort of take away from this. Um, PSG played basically 3-5-2, um, Kerr played and Soki played, Thiago Silva captained, they played Munier, they played Draxler, they played Nkunku, they didn't, they played Danny Alves basically as a midfielder. Again, it's a weird game to judge because tactically it's pretty much just everybody go forward and try to score while the other team plays defense, but... With that being said, you have to give credit to Pontevi because they tried to they tried to have offensive uh, attacks. They tried to counter. They made the attempts necessary to try to make this at least interesting. But just quality wise, it's a fifth tier side. It's an amateur side. They're just not. It's just the quality is just not there to score. So all PSG really had to do was not make the cataclysmic mistakes that, let's say, Marseille did this morning, and they would be fine, and in the end, they were fine. Um, Neymar scored, Kylian Mbappe scored on a penalty, Julian Draxler scored the fourth goal. In the end, as I said, 4-0 Paris Saint-Germain. Negatives. Uh, This was Levin Kurzawa's first start in eight months, and I have to sort of give him some slack for that. But, positionally, he was dreadful. Like, again, I want, as a PSG player, for him to do well. I want my PSG players that I root for and that I cheer for, I want them to do well. I want them all to do well. Except for Adjun Rabio at this point. But he's never playing here again, so that doesn't really matter. I want them all to do well. And I want them all to succeed. I don't want to see Levin Kurzawa fail. I have no agenda against him to fail, but it's the same thing. He hugs that he hugs that touchline. He hugs that sideline when he's in when they're in possession. He hugs that sideline, gets the ball with his left foot, dribbles it for a couple seconds, and then passes it immediately back. Like there's no inventiveness to what he's doing there's no trickery to what he's doing he can't really cross the ball he can't really pass it forward 
And he he's almost again he's right now he just seems useless in the attack, and then positionally he's so out of position that he he was running all over the place, and I don't want him as the winger to be running all over the place. I don't want him t- fouling people on the complete other side of the field, which is what happened in the first half in this game. He was going to the complete other side of the field. He was going to the middle, and he was leaving those wings open, and he was forcing Inselki to play so far wide. And I think Inselki got a hell of a comp uh, tape out of this game because he was having to do a lot of defending one-on-one because Kurzawa was basically just bombing forward recklessly. And you can get away with that against Stad Pontevi. You can't get away with that even against the lower league gun teams. They'll they'll burn you. Team like Gingamp, they'll burn you if you play that way. Which is again why I I want him to do well, but I don't see the path forward for him to reclaim that starting job. Um Right now, PSG have, and I'm going to check this now because I'm going to give it a nice little, uh, I'm going to give it a nice little tagline for you, um, little alliteration to it. We have what is now I'm referring to as the March to Manchester, and it's sort of self-explanatory. These are the games leading up to PSG's round of 16 first leg against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Um, that was the first one of the. That was the first step in the march. They beat Stad Panavi. Um, the next games leading up to Manchester United, six more. They play Gingamp at home in the Coupe de la Ligue. They play Amiens in Ligue 1, Gingamp in Ligue 1, Rennes at home, Lyon on the road in a difficult game, very difficult game, and then they'll play Bordeaux at home. Now there's a very good chance that there will be one more Coupe de France game sandwiched in the middle there. I'm not sure you're going to get another Coupe de la Ligue game until after that uh, February game against Manchester, but I think you're going to get seven more games, add a Coupe de France game into that against an opponent that will be determined tomorrow. And that's a nice little interesting schedule. Um, A bunch of games at home. Uh, The toughest game, obviously, is going to be uh, February the 3rd against Lyon, and that'll be on Super Bowl Sunday for those of us in the United States. So a little, mul- I'll have to be doing a little bit of multitasking that day. Um, and this is an important stretch. They have to get back into form. PSG have to figure out sort of, and I think they figured out most of this already, but they got to figure out what their, their starting 11 is going to be for the Manchester game. They got to figure out who their three to four guys that they can bring into the game are. And that'll be determined over the next month. And it'll be determined by the performances of the players. And as I said about Levin Krizawa, he didn't exactly look like he's a guy you could count on in a game like that. And they took him off really early in the second half when it was still 1-0. They brought Kevin Raman on to play holding midfielder. And they brought Musa Diaby on. And they were much better with Musa Diaby in the game than they were with Levin Kurzawa. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Again, it's hard to read into a game against a Tier 5 side. But I'm telling you, Musa Diaby right now is the sub. And 
I don't think he's going to start many games for PSG. I don't think he's going to start maybe even more than five. But the dude's going to come in every game. And he is in that situation right now where I think he's found a role and he's found a niche for himself. And he's not disappointing. So he will be very important in the march to Manchester. So will players like Chopa Moting when... The Stars might need a rest or a 20-minute spell here and there. Um, Julian Draxler. Guys that are on the periphery of the starting lineup, but they're going to get into the rotation. Those guys are going to be very important because they have to show that they are here for the here for the ride. And they're here to contribute and to come in and be effective. Because they're going to be substitutes and they're going to have to come in and be good substitutes. So that's kind of it for that. I'll obviously as we go along here I will talk more about these games. We will have reviews for most if not all of them. I might not do the uh small talks for the cup matches in the middle of the week. I might just save those and review them in the on the weekend edition. That seems like it's a little less taxing on me since you know I have a real job and stuff. But you will get every week leading up to this big Manchester United Champions League clash, you will get a show. So we are back full-time schedule. We took two weeks off. And um, yeah, you can you can enjoy us at PSG Small Talk. I'll try to have Eddie and John on next week to kind of talk about a few things as we head into the middle of the month. And PSG Small Talk should be coming, sorry, PSG Talking should be coming back fairly soon with um, a look ahead to the Manchester United clash and to probably the Lyon game as well, which is probably the last really, really big game, except for the Classique, that PSG will play in Ligue 1 this year. So, again, be ready for all of that. Um, you can follow us um, on our social media platforms uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our podcasts on any podcasting app, Downcast, Stitcher. I think we're on Stitcher, iTunes. You can access the podcasts and our uh, many, many archives of articles through our website at psgtalk.com. You can also find our Patreon page there. And you can... Contribute to our site if you would like. Um, we will begin uploading some more premium content as we move along here in the year and we figure out exactly how we're going to do some certain things. I'm working on things. I say that all the time, but I am working on things. It's not always um, in the imminent future, but there's always things going on in my head that I'm looking to uh, introduce and to work through. Um you may be asking why I'm not talking about the, the sort of the other elephant in the room here, which is the transfer news. I, I It's hard to talk about the De Jong and the delete uh, thing because if, if these things, if these transfers happen, they're going to happen in seven months in July. And that's a long time in football terms. And I feel like there's enough reporting on it 
where it's pretty clear, and I'm going to try to give you my sort of take here and not drown on and sort of go into a lot of the particulars, but I do feel like the way it's being reported, the De Jong thing seems pretty solid. Like, I feel as if PSG have a good read on that situation and we'll know if it's going south or not. We'll know if it's going well. I think that spending what Marka, God, God help us, <laughs> reports is 150 million euros on two players is interesting, but I think it's the right two players because it fills two very needed, I think, roles. I think De Jong fills that midfield role really well, and he's a good, he would be a very good um, companion of Marco Verratti and whoever else they have in that midfield. He's young, he's got loads of potential, seems like a good kid. And Matias Delete is a potentially all-world center back who can fill in when Thiago Silva leaves the club. And right now they have Tilo Kerr, they have Presnel Kimpembe, they have Marquinhos. And if you add Matias Delete to that, you have four really quality young center backs. And if one of those guys doesn't necessarily maybe fit in the plans, you can sell them and you still have depth. And that's the important thing here, I think, for PSG, which is you want to start building young quality depth at these critical positions. And center back is such a critical key position to have good depth in because not a lot of teams do. And if PSG can sort of build their center back core and have a center back core that can play back twos and back threes and rotate in and out, that's going to bode very well. So, uh, again, I don't know if this stuff's going to happen. I have a feeling that the De Jong thing is a real possibility. But I'm not going to say for sure because, again, it's six months from now. What you know? What am I going to say about something that's going to happen in six months? So there's my take on that. Um, I'll also talk to Eddie and John about that because I'm interested to see if they kind of see it the way I do. Uh, but in the imminent... It still feels like PSG is playing um, midfield darts. There doesn't seem to be a definitive target that they're looking for. It seems like they're, they've allegedly made bids for Leandro Paredes and Adelaide Ducare, Abdelay Ducare, sorry. But is there anything where you can say, okay, they're definitely after this guy? I mean, some people are saying that the, the priority is Julian Weigel. Um, I'm not sure I feel comfortable with the sort of midfield darts that's going on here. It, I really feel like there, you want to have a lot of um, you want to have a lot of hands in the pot. You don't want to just put your eggs in one sort of basket here. But you also want to be focused in what you need. And it's very clear that Paris Saint-Germain needs two midfield players. Now, I don't think those midfield players are going to start in the Champions League games for them. But I think they need those midfield players to give them some depth 
so that in the league and in the cups, they can go out and play legitimate lineups without having to sort of futz around and play people out of position and play Danny Alves as a midfielder and play Tilo Kerr as a midfielder, which is what they did today to a certain degree. I would just rather them have the proper midfield depth so that they can go into these games and they don't have to keep mixing and matching and playing people out of position. Right now they have three midfielders in their lineup. And I say three is a stretch. They have Verratti, they have Draxler, who is essentially a midfielder now. He plays midfield, and he sometimes he'll come up in the attack, but he's a midfielder for them now. And Marquinhos, who was a center back for three years and is now converting to defensive midfielder under Tomas Tuchel. So... Do you want to keep going with that, especially now that Adjun Rabio is a non-factor and Lasana Diara has allegedly been allowed to leave his contract by mutual consent? Do you really is that what you're going to go into a, the rest of this season with? Because I just don't think that's feasible. I don't think that's logical and it's it's dangerous because you're just not going to have the depth to survive. So. PSG are going to have to bargain bin a little bit here. Like a Moussa Dembele from Tottenham. That's the kind of guy they're going to have to get. It's not flashy. He's not starting really for Tottenham. But he comes in. He can play the cup matches. He can. He's an actual midfielder who knows how to play actual midfield. And it gives you the opportunity to rest some guys. And if they can make a signing like an Abdelay Ducouré, who I think is a very good box-to-box midfielder, that'll be really good in Ligue 1. Or a Julian Weigel, who's a guy that they can sign and eventually groom to be in a midfield three of some kind, or to give them some tactical flexibility, that would be that would be um, ideal. And it's just, I think we're at the point now where I'd like to see an actual sort of midfield transfer plan because if they come in, if they come out of this window empty-handed or with a guy or just one guy I feel like that's a failure of the team currently and yeah you can say well they're going to get De Jong in June or July or whatever but that's not doing the right thing for the team now So, I'll be honest, I'm a little concerned that they're not going to be able to get a guy, or that they're going to shoot too high in the market, they're going to get priced out, and then they're going to be left with getting getting one guy at a sort of minimum contract. So, I hope that doesn't happen, and you'd think it wouldn't, logically, but you never know at this point. So, I got the transfer news out of the way. I will be back with another PSG Small Talk on Saturday night, Sunday morning. I'll try to have John and Eddie on with me. I'll see if they're available. If not, I'll do the show alone, but I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get somebody with me. So until then, for PSG Talk, this has been Mark Damon saying au revoir for now.